0: Johnson, like most presidents from the nineteenth century, not named Lincoln, is barely remembered today. Yeah. And he stands out for making his own suits. That's weird. He fed he fed mice that he found and he showed up at random church services. So okay. he just like go to like
1: But look as sharp. Yeah <laughs> in his But with like a little rodent in the pocket.
0: Yeah, right little <laughs> like Bible. Yeah. And he's just like feeding it crying. I wonder if people were like continue he, with the sermon, he, Pastor.
1: Look at the you know the lapels. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar and I'm here with my co-host Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. I'm not a crook.
0: I've earned everything I've got.
1: All right, well, I mean... Right. Let's I, just kick it off. Yeah, I'd like stuff. to kick yeah. this off. We're talking about President's Day. It's President's Day. It's President's Day. day. we thinking
0: about President's Day. Yeah, peak, and it's,
1: it's weird because up until recently, I hadn't really cared about President's Day. It was more like just a day off. Yeah. But now that we have the president, we do. It's like, well, let's look into this office. Yeah. Let's see what's going on. Oh, right. But before we get to the U.S., I was, I was Googling shortest presidency. Oh. Which yielded... Who ha- are the shortest presidents? And apparently in the United States, the average presidential height is pretty tall. It's like 5'10", or something like okay,
0: that. Okay,
1: 5'10", yeah. meaning 5'8". Yeah, meaning 5'8". So before we talk about uh, presidencies in the U.S., um, as I was saying, the short... So in order to be... Uh, not in order to be. The average presidential height, they say, is 5'10". It's actually 5'8". Barack Obama was one of the tallest presidents at 6'1". Oh, right. Yeah. But the absolute tallest, of course, was Abraham Lincoln. I think he was like 6'4". Trump says he's six three. He ain't
0: he is tall though. He I've is seen tall, him in person. But he is tall. He's
1: he stood when he <laughs> stood next to Obama, who we know is six one and he wasn't taller than mm-hmm. him the jig was up. Right, right, right. right. He seems That's like it. the kind of person who, he is a tall guy. I say he's 6'1", but he also seems like the kind of asshole who would wear lifts anyway. Right. Yeah, on you know? top of it. <laughs> on top Also, of it.
0: he's older, so he's shrinking. It just happens. Ah. You know, so he is much shorter than he says. Okay. No matter what.
1: So this is the shortest presidency in terms and of... And his hands
0: are little. We all know that. He's a, a weird-looking guy. He is weird from top to bottom. Right? The
1: picture that... So I've been abroad for a couple of months now, and the picture of him with his... Um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be wearing a foundation of any kind Mm -hmm. or a self-tanner, take it it back past the roots. Yeah, you have to put it into the hairline. Yeah, you have to bring it into the hairline. You cannot just do it, you know, kind of clown style. (laughs) Right. Mime style (laughs) in a little circle. Like it's a mask. Around your face. So the picture that was going around is that he was walking around. Apparently his hair pieces blew back. Mm -hmm. And you can see that he doesn't know how to properly apply makeup. Yeah. And he's angry about it. Just take the note. Take it back well, to the hairline. Just line. do it. That's all. Just, just put it on. Take it, take it to the hairline. That's all. So this is the shortest presidency in terms of actual time. Time in the chair, as it were. And this is in Mexico. It was the shortest presidency uh, was in 1913. A guy named Pedro Lascurian, Um He was president for less than one hour. Oh, no. The 60-minute man. What um happened? He was the legal successor to President Francisco Ignacio Moderna, who was deposed along with his VP, Jose Maria Pino Suarez, both of whom were assassinated on February 22nd. Oh. So, but on February 19th, the guy who was in for an hour, you can see why he was hot-footing it out of there. Yeah, no kidding. He's like, i got to go. So the two guys who were there before were deposed, and they're like, hey, do you want to do it? And he was probably like, um... What's the least amount of time that I can be here? So in doing so, um, his only act as president, he appointed the mastermind of the coup, mm-hmm. the guy who got rid of the, the two guys before him, General Victoriano Huerta, and then he made, as Minister of Affairs, so that when he resigned, he would be replaced. So this guy saved his own ass, basically, by quickly exiting the office. Wow. If you had an hour to
0: do, as a president, what would, and you knew it, what uh-huh. would you change? What would you do?
1: Um, I mean, I'm assuming I'd be doing it on the run as yeah. a black woman if I were president. I'm sure then the assassin snipers would be out immediately. Yeah. But what would I do? Yeah. I don't know. If you
0: knew that, like, you had an hour uh-huh. and you could say, here's the initiative,
1: and I would gonna try continue. to declare uh, one day of peace. Mm-hmm. In the name of David Bowie, just one day of peace. I okay. think I could get that done in one hour. All right. I think I could quickly railroad that one through. Okay. The House and the Senate. One day of peace. One name day of David In the Bowie. name of David Bowie. Yeah.
0: That, I like just, that. Just that's it.
1: Very good. And then I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> before, before I get assassinated. Yeah. What would you do in one hour?
0: In one hour, what would I do? Um,
1: As president, President Casimir. God, that's a good
0: one. Well, yours <laughs> is pretty your good because I was thinking about healthcare, but I don't know if I could get that done. In an hour or less? In an hour. and Then the infrastructure can't get mm-hmm. that done in an We're hour. We're like the
1: lens crafter of presidents. <laughs> Legislation in an hour or less.
0: Um, I think that I would just probably sign in like um, a mandatory like Thing where people have to use deodorant.
1: Ah, so you're going to go for health, yeah. sanitation. Sanitation, yeah. <laughs> I think we
0: could all get behind that. Deodorant. Even though that is there's controversy. But
1: can you? Um, would you throw in a subsidy for deodorant? Yes, I would. Okay, making yeah. it available also baking soda, whatever you want to use. Yeah, but something has you, to be applied. Yeah, you got to wash yourself. Yeah. And man, you would also mandate the washing of legs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, washing of legs. Washing a, of legs. Yeah, you don't just wash your upper body and let the water run down. Yeah, you, wash, you your legs.
1: wash the legs as well. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right, what do you have for President's Day? Well, for President's
0: Day, boy, <laughs> I was thinking about this right now one of the past presidents that um, people seem to be, like, in total love with for some reason. Like,
1: also an actor. Yeah. Right.
0: Right, um, Ronald Reagan. Did everybody know that he was
1: an FBI snitch?
0: Probably. That's probably why they like him so much. Yeah, he was. Um, he was known as the great communicator. He was a movie star. He was in Hollywood politics. He was like the union guy in, yeah. in Hollywood. wasn't a great actor. No,
1: but he he also what well, he worked for. He was a GM spokesperson. For, this guy really didn't care what he said and for whom. Yeah. I think a little bit like the president we have now. Always acting. Yeah. Like, you hand him something and, and some money, he'll read it.
0: Yeah. He is charming. He was charming. Mm-hmm. And he had... Although uh, it's
1: the kind of charm that doesn't work for black people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's... Yeah, right? It's, it's the it's, a kind of charm where we're like, this guy is probably a psychopath.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember learning, like, in the 80s, they said one of the reasons why he was elected because he had experience in front of a camera. Yeah, with so GM. So he came across a lot better yeah. in all the debates and whatever it was on television. And his opponent didn't look as great because he didn't have that experience. And
1: people are um, easily swayed, you know, and quite stupid.
0: Yeah. And he, it's well known, he testified before the House Un-American Activities Committee in 1947. He named names um, in the national paranoia over communist infiltration. So when people... So he
1: informed on his colleagues. Yeah. yeah, Great, great guy. That's definitely the kind of person you want in office. And he was rewarded later for this.
0: Yeah. He With politics. Was. Yeah. So he, <laughs> so he was in a few movies. He did this as president. He, he met actress Nancy Davis who had sought his help after she was mistakenly listed as a possible communist sympathizer in the Hollywood blacklist. So she was like, help get my name off this. Yeah. And isn't it love She's at first like, sight?
1: I'm actually a communist, but come on, help me out.
0: Yeah. So he basically mm-hmm. cleared her name,
1: married her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's a picture of Hitler for some reason on the next page. Yeah,
0: right. It comes up. It comes up. For, yeah. Do you know World War Two with a big thing a picture of Hitler, and it's got to be an actor that is playing Hitler. Yeah, because
1: that's a good. look I actually Hitler. don't know what Hitler looks like. Anyone could put the mustache on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like Batman. <laughs> Pretty anybody can put yeah. on a mask Any and a breastplate, and, and I would be like, fine, you're yeah. Batman.
0: So yeah, so he was. Um, he was actually a Democrat for a while and then he was Yeah, what does he care? Yeah.
1: What difference does it make to him?
0: And then he when he was asked to travel the country by uh General Electric No oh, sorry, I said saying, GM.
1: I'm sorry, another evil company, GE. as part of
0: a PR exercise. And then during this time his political views shifted from liberal to conservative.
1: Yeah. See, it's, it's not, like, he didn't have any views. It's mm-hmm. like whoever's footing the bill. So it's yeah. clear to me from that moment that he, when he started working for GE mm-hmm. that they probably paid him all the way through the presidency, and you will probably look and see when he was in office what kind of great stuff GE got from him.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, much like, you know, the, the president we have now, it's all about real estate, mm-hmm. all about energy, all about business, and you can see anyone who's given him money is probably getting it back tenfold. This yeah. is how this works. Democracy. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So yeah, so he he did this. He was the um, an informant. He was an informant on his a rat, a snitch. Yeah,
1: right. Great, great material mm-hmm. for the presidency.
0: So yeah, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, great.
1: Not I an American. I, white people older of a certain age love Ronald Reagan, and I think really because they saw him, they were the few people who watched his movies. Yeah, I've never seen any of his movies. I understand that he is able to fool people with that weird kind of charm, but for me, as a as a person of color, it's he looks like somebody's just racist old grandfather it, it that was. everyone thinks is mean, a nice guy who sits in a chair. But like I, for me, that person and that look does not equal charm. Right. Right. It equals like um, sociopath, psychopath, patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah, basically he was, yeah. He was
0: like, he was, you know, a bigot,
1: yeah. a snitch. He was a bigot, he was a snitch. He was a, a shill.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and he was an actor.
0: Right. And he was the president that did a lot of damage.
1: Yeah. yeah. I remember during the um, the AIDS crisis how he made it worse. Yeah. By refusing to acknowledge what it was, how it was affecting people, and using it as kind of, um, as a way, as, as, you know, as a way to work generate um support from their base
0: yeah
1: so great so also under his watch too the the inequality was like rampant remember this was like everyone was losing their farms
0: mm-hmm.
1: right everyone was losing their farms and there, there was,
0: was john cougar melon
1: camp out there yes, trying to raise trying to get money, money and farming. like willie nelson trying to raise money for the farmers and all this kind of stuff and and they were taking it all away yep and they were taking it all away You know,
0: and that's part of the thing. And I saw uh, George Bush do this, too, when he Mm -hmm. was talking about people not getting health care or not getting the assistance they needed, like soldiers. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, the charities will take care of them.
1: Sure, what do they care?
0: Yeah.
1: You know? we don't have to. The charities will do it. it So everything
0: is, like, falls upon mm -hmm.
1: charity. It makes no difference to these guys. So none of these things affect them at all. Mm -hmm. All right? So it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Reagan, always shady. Yeah,
0: Reagan.
1: Um, So... Speaking of the short president, this guy was totally shady. When you start to look into the background of some of the early, early presidents, you see the stuff that they gloss over when mm-hmm. you're like in elementary and middle school. Because even as, a, even as a young child, you know someone who's committed something like genocide against Native Americans is not a good guy. right? right. So right. they just gloss over it. Um, but the shortest president, again, we're not talking about height, we're talking about service, time, was William Henry Harrison. William Henry yes, Harrison William Henry Harrison 1773 1841 ninth president he served a month in office before dying of pneumonia uh, yeah shortest tenure any of anyone he was so keep in mind he was born in 1773 To a family, a prominent family in Virginia. So you can guess what their business was. Yeah. Right? (laughs) He joined the army and this guy was killing Indians, as they call them, Native Americans from day one. He was all about genocide. Um, they refer to it in articles as opening up land to white settlers, but that's theft. Yeah, right. <laughs> opening up, like up how did you open did, it? How did when it
0: was how already occupied it by people? Yeah. Um, so opening up land, they, they like there was a gate. Yes, there was, and it was locked, and nobody could mm-hmm. seem to.
1: I love the euphemism of it, though. Yeah. That you know they're opening up the land. Um, he fought, became a congressional delegate from the Northwest Territory, which is what we call the Midwest now. In the 1800s, he was the governor of the Indiana Territory, and he worked to open American Indian lands to white settlers. He became a war hero after, it says, fighting Indian forces, but, you know, massacring um, Native Americans at the Battle of Tippecanoe. Mm-hmm. So there was a phrase I'd always heard growing up, like, Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. Mm-hmm. So this is from, you know, it has its um, genesis in the massacre of Native Americans, right? Um, but it's, it's William Henry Harris. So like I say, he was born in, in Virginia in a plantation. No mention of what that plantation Yeah. Is. No mention had, of what that plantation whistling does. whistling and
0: walking away backwards yeah. on that one. Yeah.
1: His father, uh, Benjamin Harrison, was a signer of the Declaration of Independence and the governor of Virginia. You know, so he worked really hard to get to the top. Yeah. That's basically what I'm saying. He went to Hamden, Sydney. He studied at UPenn. He dropped out to join the armies. He fought against the Native Americans in the Battle of Fallen Timbers. And then, which helped uh, the US steal Ohio, what is modern day Ohio. Um, He was a commander at Ohio's Fort Washington, which is near Cincinnati. He married um, a woman, Anna Sims, whose father was a judge and a wealthy landowner who was against it because the guy had been in the military and he thought it was a bad match. So they eloped. They had 10 children, six kicked it. Um, Their son, John Scott Harrison, became a congressman from Ohio and the father of Benjamin Harrison, who was the 23rd president. So this family has just been, you know, making life difficult for Native Americans. And <laughs> from day from, one. And black people from day one. God almighty. Um, He fought on the quote-unquote frontier. Uh, he was secretary of the Northwest, Northwest Territory under Adams, which is Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, and Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Um, then he became a delegate of that. He fought at the Battle of Tippecanoe in Indiana, which he fought the Shawnee leader Tecumseh, which we know a little bit about. We're told that Tecumseh existed. Um, it said the U. The U.S. suffered significant losses, but it did not end the Native American resistance. Right. So even after the they lost the battle, after Tecumseh lost the battle, they continued to fight. And then his during his presidential can- campaign. He used the slogan, Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. I so basically, I now. massacre Native Americans. Like, I am trying to get this genocide kicked off, and that's my slogan.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I, I <laughs> promise to slaughter.
1: Yeah, I promise to continue to slaughter. Um, so he was in the War of 1812. Um, he scored a decisive victory against the British, and who were working with the Native Americans at that point in the Battle of the Thames, and that's uh, in Ontario. So, um, after the slaughter of the Native Americans and Tecumseh, that was kind of like the end of Native American resistance. He also ran the log cabin campaign. So this is the beginning of, um, he was made fun of for being old mm-hmm. and for being ignorant. And they turned those, both of being ignorant and into being a, too old into a, a positive thing.
0: So when you're dumb.
1: Yeah, when, when you're dumb and old.
0: <laughs> That's what we're looking for.
1: That's what we're looking for.
0: <laughs> That's leadership
1: for you. Yeah. Being so the the old. opposition said, uh, give him a barrel of hard cider and a pension of two thousand dollars and he will sit in uh in the remainder for the remainder of his days in his log cabin. So the Whigs, the party he mm-hmm. was in that is now defunct, they mounted a log cabin campaign positioning old Harrison or old tip. Now, really to be named after a massacre to me is just so American. <laughs> right, yeah, but, you, you know, we I mean, got to realize that this is what this is what it is, what it is.
0: And it's not good. No, it's not. Well, I don't think it's good, but, yeah. you know,
1: obviously a lot of people do. Um, so he became be- pretended to be kind of this um, regular Joe. And he was running against a guy who actually was a regular Joe who'd worked his way up to the top. But mm-hmm. he positioned himself as like the common man. Sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> Even though he came from a family that had never had never worked. Hadn't worked when they got here. You know, uh, generations of wealthy landowners, you know, uh, but he positioned himself as a common man and pro- promoting his image as an Indian fighter on the frontier. I'm sure so he, he was the
0: front line kind of guy. Yeah, like I'm sure he was there, in the yeah. back
1: on a horse telling other people to, to catch an arrow yeah,
0: in right. the neck.
1: Um, so his, <laughs> go. his supporters used a log cabin and cider barrel imagery and campaign memorabilia, including log cabin shaped bottles of whiskey from. The E.C. Booze Distillery, and that's why we use the term booze, and that's the important part of the story for me. (laughs) That's why we... That's why I wanted to bring this up, yeah. So E.C. Booze were the the people who supported this guy, this killer of Native Americans, this guy masquerading as a common man, even though he came from Mm -hmm. basically um, U.S. royalty, and by that I mean slave owners, Mm -hmm. Um, and... The company was called E.C. Booze, and then they started using the term booze for alcohol. Wow. So that's where that comes from. Um, so know. he was an out-of-touch, wealthy elite, but he, can- he campaigned as salt of the earth, every man. And people and were people like, yeah, fell for that's it.
0: amazing. Yeah. You know what I just realized when I talked about Reagan just before and, and how he was the shill for a GE? Mm-hmm. I realize now in the show 30 Rock, the Alec Baldwin character, who is the conservative um, head of programming there mm-hmm. at that station, he also was the shill for GE, and he also talked about Reagan being the great communicator. Yeah. yeah so I didn't realize that was satire. Pointing so at, at the
1: that. the great the great communicator to me doesn't ever sound like it would be a positive thing. Yeah. It just and I'm not one. Of, I'm not a religious person, but that sounds like evil to me. Yeah. Like the great communicator. Come on.
0: The great communicator in the sky. Yeah. What, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, the
1: great communicator. Um, that was interesting. So, yeah, booze.
0: Booze. That,
1: you know, Harrison's it all brief comes presidency. Back to yep. Booze.
0: Rehearse, recall, repair. Repair. To us, this is part Tales. Okay. Part President.
1: Okay. All party.
0: Yeah, so this is Tales from the Campfire, which right. is a little bit of a story of, um, which... This is Tales from the
1: Campfire. Yeah, Tales from the Campfire is my favorite segment where we find tales on the internet fake lore, folklore, ghost stories, stories about the paranormal. Scary stuff. Yeah, and we retell them here around the digital campfire. So gather Gather around around
0: for this presidential one. Yeah. So there have been a lot of stories about the White House being haunted.
1: Yeah. Right now it's haunted. (laughs) (laughs) It is.
0: Uh, But Jenna Bush shares her creepy story Mm -hmm. about what she experienced there.
1: What happened to them? Like, out of all of the, the evil spawn out there of presidents, president, they're, like, laying low. Well,
0: because they're conservatives, so they're wives of somebody now. Oh,
1: yeah, they're just pushed up raising... somewhere, telling somebody to, like, you know, stay at home.
0: Yeah, stay at <laughs>
1: like, home and, and submit to your husband. I've got a maid also. at home. Why don't you?
0: Yeah, just submit to your just husband. Just submit to your husband. Yeah. So, in a conversation with Hoda Cobb,
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> on MS, oh no, NBC, not MSNBC. Okay. Uh, Jenna recalled the time she and her twin sister, Barbara Bush, may have encountered the undead while living in the White House during their dad's former um, time in office. Mm-hmm. Now,
1: how does that square with Jesus?
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> the undead. The undead. I know, are right? these people supposed to be highly religious? I don't think they believe in anything, but whatever. Okay, so the sisters were in their shared
0: bedroom. First of all, are you kidding me? They mm-hmm. really shared a bedroom?
1: Sure, they did. I'm sure one of them was like, yep, I'm going to the other room.
0: So they each, actually, probably they each have their own bedroom and then they have a shared one. Yeah. So it's three bedrooms, two of them. They were in the shared bedroom when, how would you decorate that?
1: I don't know. I don't understand why there's a shared bedroom in the White House.
0: Yeah. When Jenna's phone rang, um, it woke us up in the middle of the night, she explained. We had a fireplace in our room and all of a sudden we started hearing like, 1920s piano music as clear as day coming
1: out of the fireplace. Okay. It was so
0: spooky that Jenna said she jumped in her
1: sister's bed. Now, here's a question remotely. Do they know how fireplaces work? Do they? Okay, because it's very easy to hear something
0: a <laughs> through a fireplace.
1: Yeah. It's basically a tunnel for sound. Yeah. So
0: 1920s piano music. Okay. Did, but the phone rang for no reason in the middle of the That's
1: night. That's the crazy part.
0: Yeah. Um, To make things even more suspect, it wasn't a one-time thing. The next week, we heard the same thing, but opera. Okay. (laughs) They ended up uh, talking themselves out of the possibility the place was haunted, but a White
1: House staffer made her question it again. I'm guessing their father, like, had just figured out how to use a radio. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like fiddling with the dial, like, hmm.
0: Uh, so, so, uh, so they said to the White House staffer, I said, buddy, you wouldn't believe what we heard last night. And he goes, oh, Jenna, you wouldn't believe what I've heard. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think he was probably talking about the nonsense that tumbled out of our father's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, ghost stories have, from the White House are nothing new. Many former presidents and people who have lived there have reported seeing, feeling the presence of President Abraham Lincoln and mm-hmm. Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands.
1: You know who we won't hear any ghost stories from? The Obama family, but, yeah, because black. What? We're, we're not going to hear any ghost stories from them, I They're guarantee not you. Yeah. Talk about ghost stories? No, okay. no. Uh,
0: <laughs> there are apparently, um, no, the Queen of well, sorry, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands apparently fainted when she saw the the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> she fell back on her fainting couch. Yeah, there have been also reports of ghost sighting from for Abigail Williams, Dolly Madison. Yeah. Andrew Jackson and British soldiers who walked the hallway.
1: Andrew Jackson's in there right now. <laughs> like, um,
0: but Jenna insists the ghost she and her sisters potentially came in contact with had good intentions. They were friendly ghosts, she assured us.
1: But it was just some music. I know. And a phone call. And a phone call. So that's wow. their boring it's story. It's as incoherent as anything else that's ever come that out was of that the family. Most boring. Oh, music in the fireplace. Yeah. So we just had an impeachment. Um, It was a good try. Yeah. But I think I I liken the impeachment process to getting a bunch of slave masters together and asking them to get rid of one of the other slave masters. Like, it's It's not going to happen. happen. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's not going to happen.
0: Though Mitt Romney did jump up and say, hey.
1: I am very surprised that he had that much integrity.
0: Yeah, And then he was too? the
1: only person.
0: And he's going to get, like, railed by
1: them. They Good are going to
0: get him so But that
1: also shows you how powerful that family is mm-hmm. and what they mm-hmm. have going on. They don't care. They can go back to Utah, which is pretty much his own country. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? And just get his on kingdom. with it.
0: Yeah, just be like, mm. yeah,
1: whatever. Yeah, I was very surprised. Like, out of all, you know, no matter what you may think about uh, someone's beliefs, he actually had some... Integrity, yeah, like he really thinks he is responsible to a higher power, and I guess nobody else does. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I I really am responsible, yeah, so I need like he really believes that stuff. I was, I was quite um, uh, touched by it that he actually is sticking to his beliefs Mm -hmm. and is in politics. These two things do not go hand in hand, yeah, do not go hand in hand, but yeah, I would like to see them try to punish that family. Good luck, Mm -hmm. (laughs) good luck. All right. So, some words for impeachment. We um, related to impeachment. I love that Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online is like, you know, mm-hmm. just putting some things out there. This is what's going on. You might want to know some more words related to what's happening. Now. Okay. And we're not taking a stance. We're just saying here well, are some these are words. These related words. Um, so, treason. Definition: the offense of attempting by overt acts to overthrow the government of the state to which the offender owes allegiance, or to Kill or personally injure the sovereign or the sovereign's family. Okay. Treason, right? Not, not a big deal. Bribery, they put in here as well. Wow. Um, the, it's the second impeachable offense in the Constitution. It comes from the Middle English word, which refers to something stolen. Prior to this, it came from the Ang- Anglo-French, which meant piece of bread given to a beggar. Or scrap. Wow. Bribery. Kind of interesting,
0: huh? Yeah, that is. A piece of
1: bread a, given to a beggar. is a, a is bribery. That's what
0: a bribe, a bribe.
1: Is. Yeah. Hmm. Someone so who, isn't
0: that, that puts a whole new shade of a bribe in yeah. there that you, we see you, if, you were seen as a beggar yeah. if you take this Yeah, if bribe. you take
1: the bribe. And yeah. maybe that's why it's, I mean, they were thinking about it maybe in this way as well. You know, like, what kind of person are you that you accept a bribe like this yeah. in your politician? Someone who is capable of being bribed is bribable, one who does the bribing as a briber, and all, always my favorite. The person being bribed may be referred to as the bribee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the bribee! And the person, where does the,
1: <laughs> the briber and the bribee? It's like uh, briber, you know, briber and bribee. Yeah. You don't hear bribee very often. It doesn't sound very nice. No, it doesn't. Bribee for some reason. The bribee. Uh, high crimes and misdemeanors, it's the third impeachable offense. A high crime is a crime of infamous nature contrary to public morality. There's that doesn't exist, but not technically constituting a felony, which I think is what he did. Yeah. But whatever, Um, specifically an offense of the U.S. Senate deems to constitute an adequate ground for removal. So there's the problem asking the Senate (laughs) to make up their mind about anything and thinking that you're going to get anything related to law out of it is absolutely ridiculous. Crimes and misdemeanors was used in English law. Starting the 14th century, and there are other phrases as well, like rules and regulations, emoluments and salaries. Um, But it used to be high crimes and high misdemeanors.
0: Oh, but now we're using
1: it high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, Here's a word that I didn't really—I'd heard it. Suborn.
0: A suborn. Yeah, I've heard it too. I don't know. Uh, To
1: induce secretly to do an unlawful thing. So you see, it sounds like they picked these words specifically to prefer to talk about Trump, but it isn't. These are the words that go with impeachment, uh-huh. but these are the things he did, right? In addition to the above definition, uh, suborn may also mean to induce to commit perjury or to obtain perjured testimony from um, witness. The word comes from the Latin "subornare," which means to secretly furnish, Ooh. or equip secretly. Suborn, kind of cool. Perjury, which we know. Um, obstruction of justice, which we've seen. And then, supermajority, which we know too, mm-hmm. the two thirds that they're never going to get for anything ever. Yeah. yeah. As long as you have a 50 50 split. But my favorite one on here, and this is a, a, a two favorite ones corruptionist.
0: A corruptionist? I yes. Never, or, or, I, I didn't know that was that, that way. One.
1: Yeah. A corruptionist, one who practices or defends corruption, especially in politics. And I think that applies to most of the people in our government right now, corruptionists. It's not a common word. You're unlikely to encounter in coverage of impeachment proceedings. However, giving, given that impeachment tends to focus on alleged corruption, it may prove useful that you know this word. That's <laughs> what they say, if you want to use it. Um, if you want a shorter word, the, a synonym for corruptionist is highbinder.
0: A highbinder? Yes, and that, that's
1: a, a corrupt politician, a highbinder.
0: I love this. We're getting a vocabulary yeah. right here.
1: So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are, you know, I'm big into the English language. I'm big into language in general. But we're losing a lot of really good words. We've got to bring all back. we got to bring these back. words back. Bringing Corruptionist. Bringing back the words in 2020. Yeah, high binder, bribe yeah. if you will. Yes. And then the last one, and I didn't know this word either. Maybe you know. Um Maladministration. No, I did not notice. It's somewhat obscure and has an equally obscure synonym called malversation, which means misbehavior and especially corruption in an office, uh, trust, or commission. And then there's another word, jobbery, as a synonym, <laughs> it means the act of practice or practice of disposing of jobs. Yeah, or corruption in public office. So jobbery is like. Whoosh, it's just That's getting just rid- like, like getting rid of something. Like I guess um, the practice of disposing of as by political intrigue,
0: by political like so. For instance, hiding as so hiding yeah. like a political boo boo.
1: Yeah, or so you know, asking someone to do something for you and then trying to hide the tapes of that.
0: Okay, or it. trying to you That's know try to, bribe
1: right. or try to bribe, try to bribe, trying trying to find some bribes. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, corruptionist, maladministration, malversion. And jobbery. And jobbery. I like jobbery. Yeah, jobbery. So some new words related to uh, presidents. What? I feel president has a new meaning now. Being a president is something different now. It, will, it, it will, is. It will never go back to to what it was.
0: Right. So it, it never will. This, yeah. It, it's totally. It's, t- it's done. It's, it's besmirched in a way that it can't come back. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like Hitler's mustache. Before Hitler was rocking that mustache, it was popular in Mexico. It was popular in Eastern Europe. It was popular in a lot of places. Now, no one ever again can wear that mustache. Kind of wish he'd worn a man bun. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. What do you have?
0: Um, I have the ranking of U.S. presidents from lamest to coolest. <laughs> lamest to coolest.
1: Come on. What's in the middle between lame and cool is like meh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like. Um, yeah, right in the middle. Like, what do you just like? What are you if you're in the yeah. middle? You're not cool. You're and You're not, not lame. Uh, not lame. I don't just know. Mediocre.
1: Mediocre. You know, but it's there's hey, it's got to be something uh, else Jimmy Carter.
0: For it. So uh, John Tyler,
1: <laughs> okay. is, is the worst. Really? Is the lamest. How's he?
0: Why is he the lamest?
1: No, not not ev- Most evil. It's like just like ugh, that guy sucks. Don't invite him.
0: Okay, so he, well, he was a slave old holder who sided with the Confederacy in the Civil War. Okay. Oh, so, that's lame. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's so lame. Slavery is super, <laughs> super lame. And then another lame one is Franklin Pierce. whose mm-hmm. whole life seems to be a bummer. They say his wife was always sick with tuberculosis. He saw his son get crushed to death.
1: Wasn't he, he the one who had a huge butt or something?
0: No, there was another one who got stuck in the tub. Okay. Um, and he was on the wrong side of everything. Like he hated Lincoln and he drank himself to death.
1: Oh, well, see ya. Yeah.
0: Lame. Rutherford B. Hayes.
1: Yeah. Who wanted prohibition. He banned alcohol from the White House. How'd that work? I'm sorry. Not having a drink in the White House is lame.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm making a big L on the forehead for that one.
0: Yeah. James Buchanan, who, mm-hmm. um, never got married. I think that's cool. I think it's kind of cool, but. But mm-hmm. he failed to prevent the Civil War. Not that. Oh, lame. Yes, Andrew Johnson mm-hmm. was supposed to be killed in the plot that ended Lincoln's life, but his assassin got drunk instead of killing him. Johnson, like most presidents from the 19th century not named Lincoln, is barely remembered today. Yeah. And he stands out for making his own suits. That's weird. He fed he fed mice that he found and he showed up at random church services. Okay. So he'd just like go to like
1: but look, as sharp. Yeah, in his But with like a little rodent in the pocket. Yeah,
0: right, little. <laughs> or Bible. Yeah. And he's just like feeding it crumbs. I wonder if come, people were like, continue Any, with the sermon, Pastor.
1: Look at the, you know, the lapels.
0: Yeah. Chester <laughs> Arthur. Oh, God. was so boring. Uh, he just was really, he was a member of the Salmon Club, whatever that is. Oh, well, it's not the party club. <laughs> The Salmon Club. Yeah, he was like, just like boring, and he bo- went to the Salmon Club. Oh my God! Yeah. Benjamin Harrison. It
1: mm-hmm.
0: was sixty-two. He married a woman who was young enough to be his daughter, but it was just,
1: don't. It was just his wife's niece. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah. It was whoever was around.
0: Harry Truman.
1: He was lame, according to this list.
0: Yeah. Um, other than him ordering the only use of nucle- nuclear weapons against humans in history is that he lost an election, and the newspaper got the result wrong. And he held up the paper,
1: gloating. At the oh, my <laughs> God. Great. Well, Thomas
0: Jefferson is number 35. For lame? For lame, yeah.
1: He wrote he had a lot of issues. Yeah, he
0: wrote the Declaration of Independence when he was 33, but who cares? Because he owned hundreds of slaves and raped them. Yep. Even though his writings indicate he thought slave trade was wrong. In other words, he was he philosophically didn't... dedicated to the idea of freedom, but not but not when it interfered with his
1: luxurious lifestyle. Well, yeah, that sounds like America. So, FM. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing with all of these guys when you're... And there's a, there's a conversation now, but I think it's changing a little bit in education. Like, we were... They tried to force us to look up to these people who we know would never have had any of our interests yeah. at heart and tried to say, Oh, well, he was a great man. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you can't look at the bad things. Of the, yes, you can look at all of it. Mm-hmm. But it's not our burden... To deal with the fact that you picked heroes that are terrible. Yeah. That's not, that's not my problem.
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is the thing. I think this is one of the things that we as a society are facing when we're looking at human beings and the, oh, the breadth of horror they have done. Yeah, the good and they did one done. good thing. And it's like, are we supposed to excuse the crimes and, and elevate the, the positives?
1: Or what? where do we draw? I guess my, my question life? for this stuff is, why do we have to elevate the positives at all? Why can't you know what I mean? Like, okay, so a person has done something positive. Great. Let's look at that thing, and then move on yeah, from it. Yeah, it you, don't
0: ha, you don't have to turn. You uh, don't. You don't have
1: to turn everything into hero worship. But I, maybe that's really the problem: is trying to because it's a young country, trying to create heroes. Mm-hmm. But the founding of the country, now that we look at it more critically, for the majority of us, it doesn't look very heroic mm-hmm. anymore. So what do we do with that? Yeah, can we just not have heroes? Is that a possibility? We've talked about this before: heroes yeah. and hero worship. Is it, is it okay for you to not have a hero?
0: Yeah, and not look up to people. Yeah, not-
1: and not lionize people, and not try to excuse, uh, make excuses for their behavior. Right. So if somebody is, for example, a, you know, commits genocide, mm-hmm. but he also like laid down one hell of a road system. Mm-hmm. And put in sanitation. One thing does not really like erase, the, erase other. the other.
0: Yeah, both have to be addressed.
1: Yeah, both have to be addressed. Yeah, and thanks for the toilet. Yeah, but you need to go to jail. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of for me like people are like well you know you beat someone but not to death so we should be thankful that the person mm-hmm. isn't a murderer they're just you know someone who likes to beat people I think there has to be some kind of a common Uh, like an acknowledgement that we actually don't need heroes. Mm -hmm.
0: Another lame president, and this is something that always stuck in my craw, was George Bush, W.
1: Bush. Oh, W.?
0: Yeah, he had the reputation of being a down-to-earth guy. Voters wanted to have a beer with. Like, I remember that whole thing coming up. I'm like, at that time, I was like, I don't want to have a beer with the president, and he shouldn't be drinking, or maybe a little bit. Yeah. But why would you want to have a beer
1: Because the the same way that um, the guy that I was just talking about, who was it, Um, Harris, Mm -hmm. William Henry Harrison, fooled people into thinking he was an average show. The reason why you want people to think that your candidate is someone you want to have a beer with is because the majority of the people that you're pitching to are idiots. Yeah. And that works for them. Yeah.
0: So and also he was a recovering alcoholic and people are still pushing the beer thing. And like, he was beer with this guy, yeah. And he and another thing that he does that's pretty lame is he paints self portraits.
1: Ew! Are they terrible? <laughs> are they nudes? Are they nudes?
0: I don't. I'm not looking. I'm not going to look and find out. I, that's mood. an answer that I don't need to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remembered that that entire presidency and thinking, like, wow, these people really don't care about this republic at all, just as long as they can hold on to their money. Yeah. They Because if they put an idiot like that in charge, if he was in charge, right? Because yeah. really, that was Cheney.
0: Warren G. Harding. Uh, he was... Um he had a reputation that suffered from the Teapot Dome scandal. Oh, yeah. Which is also kind of boring. And he also <laughs> Lame. had sex with everybody.
1: Really? Yeah. He's putting it Anything, around.
0: But I don't know if it. I mean, if he was a president and someone he was like, oh, I'm going I'm to sleep with you, mm-hmm. you
1: basically. You probably did had to, to do it. Or you who, were which one was this? Was, was Warren Harding. No, I think he's the one who was known as a hoe. Like, I think yeah. he started hoeing before he was. Was a help. And yeah, okay. and, and I don't know if it I mean I'm sure there, there may have been incidences where people were like, no, but I think it was, it was like if he, he was, wanted to sleep with somebody. Warren Warren G. Hardy, Hardy was your, right? your guy. Your guy. Yeah. His father said, thank goodness he wasn't born a woman, otherwise he would always have been great with child. Oh, he's a what? His father said it was a good thing that he wasn't born a woman. Otherwise he always oh. would have been great <laughs> with child, I believe. He couldn't help himself.
0: Mm. Herbert Hoover was the president during the Great Depression, so that's not cool. And yeah, he supported prohibition, Ugh, oh, not cool. God. But one thing that he did do, which was actually interesting, when he he was an orphan, okay, and um, his first job was picking bugs off potato plants for which he was paid a $1 dollar per hundred bugs.
1: Wow, isn't that I mean, is that a lot of money? I guess it's not so. skilled.
0: It's like, if he was president in 1929 to 33, and he was a kid, so it was the late 1800s?
1: And a dollar? a dollar? That seems like for, a lot of money. for the. What kind of bugs were on these potatoes? I don't know. That people were like, I, bring them to me. I have no idea. Bring, yeah. And then count them up? <laughs> Dead or alive. I don't know. Dead or alive. <laughs>
0: yeah, but here, we're in the middle, and we got this. Do we have
1: the coolest presidents?
0: Yeah, we'll get to the coolest ones. Let's go to Some team. of these
1: presidential the portraits, they look like villains from Harry Potter at this point.
0: <laughs> it's like... <laughs> you know? Yeah, they do, right? Uh, let's see. There's... The top ten is um, William McKinney.
1: Okay. What did he do? He
0: got murdered by an anarchist.
1: And that's cool? That's cool. Okay.
0: Bill Clinton is number nine. Okay. He did play the saxophone. He did play
1: the saxophone. He seemed all right. Yeah. But now when we review... <laughs> His policies, not so much.
0: And Gerald Ford. Okay.
1: Because he kind of,
0: he, he replaced, um, what was it, Spiro Agnew and then Nixon.
1: All I remember about Gerald Ford was watching Saturday Night Live and, and I think Chevy, Chevy Chase. Because
0: yeah. he, he was clumsy. Right. Well, he actually, he stumbled getting onto a plane yeah. or something like that. And it was captured. So it's the one time you stumble and now he's, oh. now he's clumsy. You know what? That's how it goes.
1: <laughs> That's how it goes.
0: Um, let's say Lyndon B. Johnson.
1: LBJ. He was cool. People seem to have liked him.
0: Well, he was fond of pulling his dick out in front of people and asking, have you ever seen anything as big as this? Are
1: you kidding me? And people thought that was cool.
0: He uh He would never be mistaken. Let's say he was. So with the whole Vietnam thing, it was mm-hmm. a disaster, and his the oh, chance yeah. for him was, "Hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today?"
1: Ah, but that he goes down as a cool president for whipping it out.
0: Mm, well, he had an he had this legendary ability to intimidate others.
1: Okay, and that's good,
0: and that's why he was cool. Okay. Um, FD, and we're talking about presidents. Yeah, so there's not... They're not cool. They're not, not cool. great people. Yeah. Alt. And, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He okay. made, he used cigarette holders. Okay, yeah, That's that was kind of cool. He
1: was stylish.
0: Now, Jimmy Carter, I... <laughs> look, he was a peanut farmer. He was a nice guy. And he's super smart. He, he is easily one of the most intelligent to people me, the shocking
1: that he became president because he actually seems like a decent human being. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so he's <laughs> they say he's his, this high up on the list because his daughter Amy added the Sex Pistols at Ramones to the White House record collection. Okay. Calvin Coolidge Fine. Fine. Abraham Lincoln is number three. We all
1: know about him.
0: JFK is number one, uh,
1: two. And I think JFK, had he not been assassinated, it probably wouldn't have gone down as as cool. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of time.
0: but he was good looking. He was good looking. He was, he was young. He was promiscuous. And he, he wore sunglasses. And he
1: actually, unlike most presidents, seemed like a halfway decent person, mm-hmm. although the family is problematic.
0: Yeah, well, they're cursed, the, the mm-hmm. Kennedys. But
1: also, weren't they like horse thief bootleggers? Yeah, yeah, okay. basically.
0: Yeah, that's why the their um their ancestor, whoever it was, was the biggest like bootlegger ah. horse thief. And because of his crimes they said your family is
1: cursed. cursed, forever. Yeah, so they're cursed. Number one coolest is Barack Obama. Um, obviously Barack Obama. But he doesn't he's not in good company. Mm. He's not in good company. I can't wait to see the I mean, so I heard that the Obama portraits were in town. I'm actually curious to see them. Not because I'm a huge Obama fan, but I like that the that artist. That
0: artist is is particularly the and great style. It's yeah.
1: the only presidential portrait that I think is a piece of art. Um, I agree. As with opposed you. There is to an a actual portrait. artist. Yeah, so there's that an artist painted that, that, yeah. Who is going to I, I think that for Trump's uh president Doonesbury should do it. No, right. <laughs> I think Doonesbury should do it. I Gary guess. Trudeau. Yeah, right. And I think that should be his portrait. In his portrait, is he going to be wearing a hood? Do you know Probably. what I mean? Like, Does what?
0: Everybody realize his father was Klan.
1: Yeah, they don't care. That's why he's the president, though. This is what I keep telling people: all of these things that we, when you're like, uh, "Oh, I can't believe this person committed genocide," there's someone out there who's like, "They should have killed him sooner." Yeah, right. You know, and these people vote.
0: This is one story about Trump that kind of that was. Going around initially when he was running for office his when he was younger, his father bought up some block of seashore property sure. where there was a boardwalk and a bunch of shops, and a lot of those places were like kind of iconic to the locals there. Mm-hmm. but what do they care? Well, there was one particular one that had a big um like a mascot, like a big boy almost mm-hmm. you know kind of a thing, so it was a big giant face of whatever this icon figure was. And it was there forever. Everybody loved this thing. The Trumps bought up as per usual. Mm-hmm. And publicly and so the, the people of the town were were just besides themselves. Mm-hmm. They were dismayed at the whole thing. Um, in public they took down this iconic face figure, whatever it was. Was they pissed on at first? And the father said to Donald here, take this and destroy it. And he took, gave him like a like a, this big about mallet and he mm-hmm they all gleefully smashed this thing. To These are bad people. Instead of just giving it to the public, saying, hey, you know you like this thing, But it's whatever. not about them. Yeah. Come for up. me, it's... But it's about this kind of thing where you all like this thing. Watch me destroy yeah. it. That's
1: all. People like that, I, I don't quite... I, I mean, I think they're just really sick, sad people. Mm-hmm. But what's saddest about it is that we allow them to get into the political mm-hmm. system. Like, if you are about malice, go into business. Mm-hmm. But, like, stay out of government. Yeah. You know, like, there's, there's, there shouldn't really be any place in that. Like, you were already doing the most evil thing you could do, which is real estate. Mm. Basically stealing people's land and then destroying it. Yeah. Right? And then char- and charging the public, charging people, like, you know, doing really negative things. But I guess for people like that, it's not enough. No. They really have to see everyone, everyone that they come in contact mm-hmm. with um, suffer. Mm-hmm. And... There was When I was in Costa Rica, there was a meme that was going around. And it was a picture of... I don't know if you've seen it on Facebook. It was a picture of an axe. And it said... And then in the background, there was a forest of trees that had been clear-cut. So just the stumps are there. And basically, the gist of it was that the axe was able to convince the trees it was one of them because the handle was, was made of wood. Right. Yes. And I thought, yeah, yeah. wow. There is yeah. so little hope for humanity if people won't wake up and see... <laughs> that the mm-hmm. axe is not one of them. Yeah. So and that's kind of you know where we are on President's Day. Yeah. So
0: everybody, you know, um, wrote, read a book. I don't I know. Don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Read a book. Look at what's going on. I think what we can do actually is if you all know people who haven't voted for some whatever their reason is, yeah, just get, get, get them three, to vote. Get three yeah, people, get people who to have the polls. not voted to vote this year, this election. And And find a way to do it. Not
1: just in the presidential elections, like all All the the way down. I mean, I understand that for some... Because I did a little research on the electoral college and I'm like, why do we even vote? But for the... Yes, definitely vote in the presidential election, but vote in your local elections. Yes. And like actually pay attention to who these people are and what they're doing. We had a situation in my area, which is totally blue, totally liberal. And we had some... Um, people who are basically Republicans masquerading mm-hmm. as Democrats. And once again, they were the ax. Yeah. Right. And they were, they
0: were masquerading. They were masquerading as trees. The thing is, if people voted, um, then politicians would pay more attention to what people yeah. are asking for. Because yeah. they are, will only do whatever the voters yeah. do. And when, we're not talking about what the population
1: does. No. If you go to the it's poll. It's just the voters.
0: They will listen to what you say because you are
1: a voter. You actually do take that action. Yeah. And, you know, also, I would say, too, don't wait until it's at the election time because mm-hmm. the Republicans are extremely savvy on figuring out ways to disenfranchise people. And the more I look into it, the more I'm like, wow, it's everything from making polls inaccessible to intimidating people at the polls.
0: Uh, yeah. um, I read Misinformation, an order, making them go on the wrong day. N-
1: making it really difficult for students to mm-hmm. vote because students generally, you know, are, are more mm-hmm. to the left, more liberal. So, yeah, don't wait until – start looking into what your status is for voting, especially mm-hmm. people of color, mm-hmm. especially people in rural areas, especially people in areas where maybe you may seem to be on the margins. Look now. Yeah. See if you're going to be disenfranchised. And also,
0: right? it's kind of this thing that you're talking about, like you're reading and you're like, oh, my vote doesn't matter, like – it really, you don't like the system or whatever, but find out about it. You know what? If they love that story, mm-hmm. they love spreading that story that your vote doesn't matter. It actually really does. It's actually one of the most powerful things you can do. And if everybody got up and did it, we could have a country that we want no. to have. That's good for everybody.
1: And, and as a final thing, I'll what you're saying. Um, if you're one of those people who doesn't feel that your vote matters, try to be an elector. It's not that hard in some situations. Yeah. You have to remember that this thing was set up for a bunch of asshat land ho- landowners mm-hmm. to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. So if you do, you know, if you're really concerned about the stuff with the Electoral College, look into being an elector. Mm-hmm. Good. You know? All right. And President's right. Day. Bring
0: three people to the polls who never voted before. And read. Yeah.